What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Avoiding Relegation podcast. My name is Randy, and I am joined again today by my soccer-loving co-anchor, Christian. Uh, Christian, what what kit are you jer- er, sporting today? What kit are you sporting? Uh, today we got Sheffield Wednesday. Okay, okay, see, well, I don't... Nice, uh, nice black ahead. and orange kit with the... You know, I'm usually not a big fan of the little uh, collars, but this collar is like a little subtle, so... You have to get on the collar game. I'm I'm a big fan of the collars. I do not like the collars. <laughs> but this one's not like the big like f- like extra collar. This is just like a little flap. So Does it have buttons? It works for me. No buttons, no. No buttons. I'm going my boys in in Italy, AC Milan, which we'll talk about a free transfer that they have uh just completed coming up in the show. We've got we got a good show for you guys. Sorry that it's taken us a while to get this out to you. You can blame me. Um, I've been busy covering Survivor South Africa. So if you guys do enjoy and like watching the show Survivor, uh, make sure to check out some of the interviews and stuff that I've done with my co-anchor over there, Abraham. Uh, We have some other soccer news before we get into the Premier League. Christian, you want to break the news of what we're kind of talking about right now? Uh, Yeah, for our fellow American listeners, we are possibly in the works of working on an MLS podcast. Uh, the name we're still uh, kind of tinkering with, but hopefully here within the next few weeks, we'll get that going. Get it all planned out for you guys. Uh, we love the MLS. I mean, personally, it is my favorite soccer league to watch. Um, I know I know what you guys are thinking. It's The talent is shit compared to the Premier League, but it's really growing. Every year, it continues to grow. It's an exciting league. And that's how I'm going to be spending my Saturday night this evening is watching MLS. I'm going to have like four games on at a time. I absolutely love it. So I'm excited to do that. Uh, But we have a great show for you guys planned today. We're going to start off talking about some of the transfer news that we have missed while we've been away here. And then we are finally going to get into uh, the official kits of the Premier League season coming up. Uh, there's 19 kits that have been released. There's one team that hasn't, and we'll get to them as well. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to get into it. Christian, I know this should be a fun episode today. Looking at some of these kits We're we're big kits fans. Well, and it's like the kind of a sign, like when these kits start getting released that of like the season to come, we're going to be living with these for the next, you know, what, five, six months. So it's exciting to, to see, all these new colors and and the kits we're going to see for the next while. Uh, but first things first, we got to talk about these transfers. So a lot of free transfers have went through, and we've had some pretty big ones as well. A city continues to shape their roster. Arsenal continue to shape their roster. We're going to get to Nottingham Forest as well uh, as they continue to, to make a case to stay up in the prem. But let's start off. With a $35 million transfer, Alexander Zinchenko going from City to Arsenal. Uh, This is the second person that I can think of that Mike Arteta has brought in from his former uh, Manchester City side, uh, now joining Gabriel Jesus, who Arsenal has already brought in. So Christian Zinchenko, big signing for Arsenal. This is a good player, and they got him for 35 mil. Yeah, Ukrainian uh stud actually i think a lot of people are going to overlook this signing i think zinchenko is going to be very good on that back line for arsenal which i feel may definitely could have used a fullback uh i know so what i was saying was i think zinchenko is a big sign for arsenal uh, the ukrainian uh i was talking about how tamiyasu and Zinchenko are going to work together. I believe they're both traditionally left backs. So maybe one slides to the right side. I'm not sure on that. But definitely big FPL implications, I think. Because a lot of, a lot of people were big on Tamiyasu at the 4.5 mil mark. And now Zinchenko comes in there at 5 mil. Does, do people kind of make their moves to switch over? It's going to be interesting to see how that works. Is this going to be a more reliable starting opportunity for Zinchenko? Because we all know with Pep's side, he loves to rotate his lineups, and especially Manchester City with how good they are. It wasn't always a guarantee that he would make it into the starting 11. It was almost like never a guarantee. You know, We just kind of saw spot starts here and there. So is this going to be more of an opportunity for Zinchenko to actually get uh, first-team football? What I like about Zinchenko is he's, he's kind of versatile. 
He can play left back. You can play him at that defensive midfield position. So I think he's definitely going to get his minutes here as he, as he did get his minutes with city. And that was a, it was a premier league winning side. So I, at the end of the day, I think Zinchenko is a, a high caliber signing. As you can see, they spent 35 mil on him. So they feel the same way. You're also a big fan. We, we talked about this earlier on in the week. You're a big fan of what Arsenal's doing here with kind of this reshape. Mike Arteta is coming into what his third or fourth year in charge. I think it's his third. I want to say it's his yes. third year. I, well, Gabriel Jesus was a massive signing. I think that they needed a player of that caliber in the attack and then switching over to defense and the same thing. Guys that guys that have worked with Arteta, guys that know the system, that's going to be very important in what they're doing in the future. So it'll be exciting to see what Zinchenko has, has in store for Arsenal. Moving on here, uh, we've got a lot of Manchester United news as Ten Hag has come in, really changed what that club is all about, the mentality. There's been videos about him literally yelling, screaming at players in, in uh, training to you know pick up the pace and stuff. He's not messing around, and he is making a ton of changes, getting rid of guys, getting rid of, um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of like your old used players. Out yeah. with the old, in with the new. And then bringing uh, some people in. So I know a lot of Manchester United fans are very excited for this kind of retooling that they're doing. Uh, over uh, there in Manchester. Real quick, I'd like to touch on that because I feel this entire window, I have been insanely tough on United and insanely tough on Ten Hag. And I think that he's doing a great job with the side. Their preseason shows it. They look more disciplined. They're finishing better. They're, they just look like a better side. And yes, it is preseason. Well, we, we need to wait and see what happens in, in, when we get to the real games. But they definitely look like a totally different team. So... I mean, the training videos have been impressive. They've been really impressive. He is not taking any crap, and that's something that's been happening uh, under Ole, uh, yeah, Ole Gunnar Schoks, or however you say his name. I suck at saying names. And uh, uh, who was the manager before him? Oh, my gosh. It Mourinho. Was, uh, yeah, Mourinho. Uh, I mean, it's just it was a circus. It was a circus for Manchester United, and the fans were tired of it, and they needed coach to get in there and you know show everyone who's in charge. And we're, we're going to get started here with, Jesse Lingard, we talked about him possibly joining an MLS side. We found out he was talking to DC United. It wasn't enough. Uh, they weren't able to bring him to Major League Soccer. But you know who was able to bring him in? That's Nottingham Forest, who is also making big moves to stay up in the Prem. Their first time being in the Prem in 23 years. Um, I love it. I love this. I've always been a fan of Jesse Lingard. Sure, he's not a superstar. I don't even know if you can say like he's a star star, but He's a very solid player who can bag you some goals. Uh, I love the contract they gave him. They gave him a Hooters black card. They gave him his own suite somewhere. I don't know exactly where, but he's <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird contract. And not only that, part of his contract is he has a say with upper management and the moves that they're going to move or make moving forward. That's They're treating him like he is their superstar. So this is a huge move for Nottingham Forest uh, and and their um, hopes to stay up in the Prem. Christian, I know you've got more to say on this because uh, you're a Forest fan. So what do you like about this decision here? Well, first of all, I would like to say if you if we remember back in our very first podcast when we made our preseason predictions, I had Forest right on the cusp of relegation, and I said in order for that to change, they're going to have to have a busy window. Now, they've had 11 transfers, Lingard being the 11th guy in, and I think they're down to two spots in the starting lineup of people, who, maybe three, of people who had started last season on the championship side. They had five people loaned in last year, so this was a definite need was to have a massive rebuild. So a lot of people are kind of hating on the fact that they've completely overhauled the lineup, but it was needed. Uh, I think... On the Lingard part, I think Lingard is going to be huge. He's a guy that adds that they had Zinkernagel last year, but obviously an upgrade to that. A guy who can have creativity in the midfield can make the. He's not the greatest passer, but he can make some plays when need be. And they, it was just a, it was a massive need. And yes, to I, I don't know the exact wage mountain. I feel like no one does. Some people have said 200k. Some people have said 130k a week. 
either way, this is a free transfer that equals out to like maybe 10 mil on the year. If you're going to tell me that Lingard's going to come over for 10 mil, I'd take that. Help my knowledge out here. What's going on between uh, Lingard, West Ham United fans, and Nine and Force? Does that kind of have to do with the wage and what exactly he's being paid? So a lot of what... I don't want to be this guy, but a lot of West Ham United fans, I think, are being crybabies. I think that Lingard Ooh. chose Nottingham over West Ham, and guess what? Nottingham's got two European trophies. West Ham does not have any. So if you if you want to come down to it, what Nottingham Forest is not some just promotion side. They're a big – they're a sleeping giant. So uh, either way, if you look on Twitter, West Ham fans are crying to Nottingham fans, and Nottingham fans are just – soaking it in so week two will be game uh game week two will be fun so we can go ahead and add on to this uh let's talk about henry Tafolo six mil and lewis o'brien six mil also coming to nine and for us being some of those latest transfers that you you mentioned there coming from huddersfield how do these guys fit into that team and help them stay up in the premier league I mean, again, big signings here, mainly because Lewis O'Brien is just going to step right into that starting central midfield role, and Henry Tafalu gives them depth at the left wing back. There's been a lot of speculation on Omar Richards. He hasn't played in the preseason. Some people are speculating he's injured. Some people are speculating he's not looked good in training. So Tafalu is a guy that can come in and step in when need be on that left side. Um. Moving on to the United side of things, another move they did, we talked about it, so we won't spend too much time on it. Uh, everyone expected this move to happen. It finally went through, and that was Paul Pogba is finally out of the Premier League, finally off of Manchester United. And frankly, if you guys are here to to listen to us talk about how great Pogba was and everything, you're not going to get it. Neither one of us are big Pogba guys. Um, but he moves on to Juventus. What is Pogba's legacy in the Premier League? Because I'll say he made a lot of memories. He did a lot for Manchester United. But these last couple of years, Christian, have just gone sour. He, it seems like he's been unhappy at times, didn't want to be here. There was times that it's like we were hearing rumors that he was demanding to be out. He wanted to leave. And then he'd come out two weeks later and he was happy. And, and then two weeks later after that, he was, he was mad again. It was just a mess while United's kind of been going through these this shuffling of managers. You know, I, it makes me wonder. I feel Pogba would like this Manchester United team with Ten Hag at, at the helm. I think he would like a little pep in their step. That was my thing with Pogba. I felt like he kind of quit on the team, but in the same respect, so did their managers. So you can't really blame Pogba for the the last few years in Manchester. I think Pogba is a great player. Last night... I watched his debut on Juventus in the preseason against Chivas Guadalajara. He looked phenomenal. He almost bagged a goal for about 40 yards out. He he looks like the old Pogba that we all used to, to know. So the, the the French team, French national team Pogba that he, we all know. He looks like he's just he's back in his rhythm, he's back on the grind. I think that it was definitely needed for both sides for Pogba to make the move. Uh, and then bringing someone in to possibly replace Paul Pogba in that midfield, Christian Erickson, which talk about, or Erickson, sorry, I need to get that R across. Christian Erickson, I mean, talk about a guy, an ins- inspiring story from what happened to him in the Euros to, you know, his buildup back to professional football and signing with Brentford and playing really well for him. And now he's back on a top six team in the Premier League. I love this. I love this move for United. Uh, I think Christian Eriksen is, is still a guy that can can literally control that uh, center of the park. He can literally give you everything you need uh, from a central midfielder. He can score. He is a an elite passer, in my opinion. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. That's just how I see him. Uh, but Christian, what do you think about Christian Eriksen here? I mean, we love the story. A guy who collapsed on the field in the World Cup and fought his way all the way back. I'm pretty sure when it happened, a lot of people were saying he may never play again. Fought his way all the way back to one of the most storied clubs in the world and, and one in the top stage. So it's a great story. And like you said, uh, Erickson's a, a great playmaker. And it might be a good fit for him with these young attackers that can finish at extremely high level when given the ball at the right spot. So it could work out. 
Um, I don't know that it's going to work as well as people think. Cause I, th- I just don't know. I've got to see more from Erickson to, to know that does he's he, at does that he level fit again. In, does he fit into that starting 11? I think that's the only question well, I have. Well, you got to is... think he's he's competing with the guys like Bruno Fernandez. Yeah, Bruno Fernandez is obviously a lock. Um I'm I'm assuming that I'm assuming Ten Hag is going to run a 4 a 4321 if I were to guess with Ronaldo up top. And when Ronaldo well, when Ronaldo doesn't play, if he if he's there, he'd be up top. If he if he doesn't play, I would assume he would kind of fall back to a four four three or sorry a four three three with maybe a false nine. Uh, that's just how I see Manchester United playing it with their lineup I, here. Personally, I think it's in United's best interest for Ronaldo to not be there. Yeah, and Anthony Martial has had a heck of a preseason, and I think he needs to be there nine. Ronaldo is just not fitting in what United's doing right now, and I think Ronaldo needs needs to accept the fact that he's not at his best elite level that he once was. I mean, even like Chelsea turned him down as the, as the, uh, the rumors. So we'll see what they do there. I'm not exactly sure on the lineup that Ten Hag is going to run. I'm pretty sure he ran a 4-3-3 with Ajax. I would expect a, sim- a similar look of what he ran with Ajax. So I guess only time will tell. Uh, so that's, I believe, everything. Uh, oh, no, it's not. Let's just go ahead and nab uh, a big signing for United. Uh, Get all wait, these real United... quick. Yeah, go ahead. Real quick, I wanted to touch back on the Pogba transfer. Another okay. guy who looked really good uh, making their debut for Juventus last night was Di Marie. Uh, I mean, what is he, going on 37 years old? Something like that, yeah. And he looked like a spring chicken. So <laughs> Juventus could definitely be a, a scary look in the Serie A this year make some noise hopefully not enough to dethrone my guys ac milan um let's talk about lissandra martinez the last piece here that i have in these these latest transfers 53 mil from ix to united so ten hog went out got this you know got his guy got his uh uh center back moving forward i would assume moving forward uh what's this back line gonna look like uh, I, I'm guessing Harry Maguire still plays, so you have a back two of Maguire and uh, Martinez, I would assume. I, I believe this move knocks Maguire to the bench. Um, I'm assuming... I don't know. They've got a lot of new pieces, so it's going to be interesting in how it all fits in. Um, you, I mean, you either got Luke Schell or Malasia on the left side. I'd like to see Malasia. I think he's had a solid preseason. Uh, the right side, you either got Von Basaka or um, who's the other option? <laughs> I can't, I can't think of it. <laughs> top of my head, it's it's gonna be it's. I don't think it's gonna be Von Basaka. I think. Yeah, I, I think there, he's out of the lineup. Yeah, which is crazy because that was such a massive signing when they made it. Like that was gonna be their their next guy. I don't know. The back line's got a lot of pieces, and we'll see how they put the puzzles together. Uh, I like this Martinez signing, though. I really like this signing for Ten Hag to go get a player that he's familiar with, get a guy who he knows can settle on that back line and kind of calm everyone down. Uh, It'll be interesting for sure, but I think we both agree that we like the moves United are making at the moment. Yes, I don't think that it's enough to push them in the top four right now, but we'll see. Uh, we will talk about that in uh, two weeks' time. That Monday before the Premier League season, we'll try to get together, or we'll get together sometime that week. We're still trying. Oh, excuse me, still trying to decide uh, the best day to do these shows. But that last week before the season, we will give you guys our final uh, Premier League standing uh, prediction. So, just a few more to talk about here. Let's talk about a free transfer. That is warm and dear to my heart going from one of my favorite teams, my favorite Premier League side to my favorite Serie A side. That is Divock Origi on a free transfer from Liverpool to AC Milan. Uh, I love this. Love it, love it, love it. Divock Origi has been one of my favorite players to watch at Liverpool, uh, but he could never make it into the starting 11 consistently. He wants a consistent chance to play. He hopes to get that with AC Milan. 
I don't know if he's going to get it. That's my, I would, if I was AC Milan, I would play him at my number nine position, but I don't know if they will. Christian, uh, you're a fellow AC Milan fan with me. How do you think he fits into this team and helping them, re- you know, retain the Serie A title? Uh, I think he's a bench piece. I think unless they play him down a wing spot, which I don't see. I think the uh, AC have a lot of attacking options. Like they brought back Zlatan. Uh, did Giroud come back? Uh, I think it's a work in progress. I don't think he's officially. Because personally, me, if Giroud's there, that's my nine. I think Giroud's one of the most underrated strikers in the world. Well, the thing with Origi, too, is he can play a wing position. That's what I said. But they have... Is Rafael Leal still there? Yes. Not going to lie, I have not followed up on my my AC Milan transfers. (laughs) Uh, I'm looking it up right now. I think Rafael Leal is your starting left winger. And I think that Divac Origi is going to come off the bench but again he will probably have more playing time than he had at liverpool they did lose um, one of their wingers i can't remember who it was i know everyone's like yeah some ac fancies uh i know rebich is still there as well it was um oh that's gonna bother me um but i could see him coming off the bench but then that just that just has me question why he would leave liverpool because that was his problem at liverpool is he he wanted more playing time so if he goes to AC Milan and he's going to come off the bench, then what was the point of leaving Liverpool other than maybe just get a new challenge, a change of scenery? I mean, he's. I think he's a guy that comes – I mean, he could get some starts, but I think he's a guy that comes off the bench a lot more often than he did at Liverpool. I mean, Liverpool was probably on average, what, every three or four games? Yeah. While at AC Milan, it's probably a super sub every game. So, Good point, good point. Uh, and then the last uh, – we got a few here just to really touch on. They're not super big, but Zach Steffen going on loan from Manchester City to Middlesbrough. That's got World Cup uh, implications all behind it, and we touched on that a little last episode. Ben Me going from Burn... <laughs> I still love that name. Ben Me. Uh, ben Me going from Burnley, who got relegated to Brentford, and Thomas Strakosha. I would like to say that the, the Ben Lassie Me to Brentford, Brentford is an interesting move. Because Ben Mee's a guy who has a lot of potential. He's a younger guy, and Brentford's really done well with their youth that they've gotten from other uh, clubs. So I think that could be a guy to keep your eye on at Brentford. And then you have uh, goalkeeper Thomas Chikofsa from Lazio going to Brentford as well. Brentford's making some moves here to continue to stay up in the prem. And Chikovska is a guy at the beginning of the window rumored to to possibly be the, the guy for Fulham. They were looking to make the move. So, uh, to be a backup goalkeeper behind, uh, uh, David Raya at Brentford could be a good spot for him. And then, I mean, we touched up on Zach Steffen going to, Middlesbrough, we still don't know if it's going to be enough for him to start for the United States in the World Cup. He's got that time that he was sitting on Manchester City's bench. He's got some com- like serious competition. Matt Turner was being uh, asked about going to Arsenal and how that affects his World Cup. He doesn't believe it affects it at all. He still is confident that he will be the starter come World Cup time. We aren't as confident because we know uh, Greg Berhalter wants someone who is in match form. Who knows who's going to be the starting goalkeeper once uh, the World Cup comes around, Christian? Nobody knows. Uh, I mean, I think if Zach Steffen comes out, and by the time it's time to pick the uh, World Cup roster, probably what, the end of September, if uh, Zach Steffen's got four or five clean sheets and Middlesbrough's sitting top half, top half of the um, table, I think it's, at that point, Zach Steffen's a lock-in for the world cup. My only problem is he really hasn't played for us. When was the last time he played with the United States men's national team? Uh, the gold cup, which was, he played this past summer with the gold cup. Um, yeah. I'm almost certain. Cause I remember every time I watched, was able to watch the, the men's national team. It was always Matt Turner or Horvath or Sean Johnson. I, I saw Sean Johnson star game. Yeah. Stefan, Stefan got some playing time as well. 
not nearly as much. But like I said, he wasn't on the radar until he made a move to where he's a starting keeper. Once you're a starting keeper, then that pops you on the radar. So, uh, yeah, a lot of people making World Cup moves. Uh, just really quick before we get into where we have these kits and reviewing these kits. Uh, we got to see Gareth Bale make his debut for LAFC. I know this is not really Premier League news. It's more MLS news, and I know I'm catching you off guard, so I apologize for that, Christian. But I did want to ask, we both watched it. What do you think of Gareth Bale in Major League Soccer? I feel he didn't. I mean, he got about 20, 25 minutes-ish. Yeah, ish. Not even. Uh, he had a couple touches. Uh, his first touch sauced a guy, guy up. Yeah, his I did feel like he was trying to do a bit much. I think that that'll change as he gets some starts under his belt. But I mean, he didn't make any mistakes. I don't feel so. It was a solid start off for him. It definitely was no Zlatan. Should uh, his second game should be tonight against? I believe they're at Children's Mercy Park against SKC tonight, if I remember correctly. But I can't. Don't quote me on that. So you um, think he is getting a start? I don't think he'll start. I, I still don't think he's match ready. It took Giolini, which Giolini is much older, I understand, but it took him three uh, three games to actually start. Uh, we know Insigne is making his debut tonight for Toronto. I don't think he's going to start. I feel like most people who come over to MLS from Europe, it takes them at least two or three games before they actually get the start. I'd be shocked if they start Gareth Bale tonight. I think they, they'll play him more. This- I I, I mean, think he'll be like this technically would be Gareth Bale's third game since flying in. Yeah, true. I I could see him doing kind of another guy who this guy, this is prim related news because he last played in the prim, but Cucho Hernandez for Columbus, he is absolutely destroying MLS right now. And in the first game, he came on with like 20 minutes left or no, actually, sorry, 30 minutes left. Second game, he came in right after halftime. Like, they literally switched him in at halftime, and then he started his third game. I think the same thing's going to happen with Gareth Bale. I expect them, like, halftime of tonight's game, he'll be in. He'll play an entire half, and then I would be expecting next weekend for him to start and, and actually get into this LAFC side. But put some respect on the MLS, because, I mean, talent is coming here. Cucho Hernandez at 23 years old. That's a big signing. That's a, that's a big signing. All right, let's get into uh, the this kit review. This is something that Christian and I have been looking forward to. We know all the other. Uh, this is a big thing for podcasters and uh, Premier League spokespeople on YouTube to do is review these uh, kits. So, Christian, are you ready to get into this? I am ready. Um... Hopefully this matches my exact feelings because I did kind of throw this down very fast. So if I, I made did, it, yep. <laughs> if you don't agree with what I'm saying, I it, I had to throw it down within five minutes. So I might have a few that will change by the time of the season, but uh, but uh, but I, I, I like this. Also, it's, it's I, I, got I'm also that way. At my first glance of kids, a lot of times I don't like them, but after seeing them in game, I I changed my opinion. So. But I also did mine in like five minutes. I think that's the best way to do it. It's your gut reaction. Don't let yourself stew on it. Just be like, okay, you see the kit, see it for what it is, move on. And and we're using the pictures from the Premier League site, which you guys will be able to see. So some of them aren't completely like full pictures. If you guess what, I, if you get what I'm saying. Uh, but let's get into it, Christian. I'll let you go first with Burnmouth and where you oh, put gee, them and what and and what you think of this kit. So Bournemouth, they went with the, the kind of like zigzag red and black. Um, I kind of like this kit. I like the the one thing I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of is the black sleeve part. Um, but I did rank this kit eighth. Ooh, okay. Okay, this is one thing. I think Thogden and Thogdad, they would disagree because they always like the safe, clean kits. No, I want something unique. I want something wild, not too wild like Liverpool's away kit, which we'll get to the away kit someday. Um, but someday. I like these. <laughs> they are they are different. They're unique. It's still the classic Burnmouth design of the black lines going down, the pinstripes, but it's different. They didn't do the exact same thing that they do every single year. 
and I enjoy these. I put these a little bit higher than you, Christian. I put them fifth. Okay. I mean, I like the the different looks as well. I, I like a mixture of going classic and going out yeah. on a limb. That's what kind of ranked these a little bit, like, you know, top half of the, the table for me was it's still their classic pinstripes, but they did a little of their own twist on it this year. Yeah, I agree. I, I love that. Uh, so I'll start the next one. Arsenal. Uh, so they went with the buttons, with the collar, um, and then you have white on the sleeves that don't go all the way around the sleeves. It kind of it cuts towards the bottom around the armpit area. Um, I mean, it's class. It's a classic Arsenal jersey with a nice little twist on it. Looks a lot like Manchester United with what they're trying to go with this year with that white collar and the small design on the collar. I think it's a clean kit. I think it's a nice kit. Personally, I'm not an Arsenal fan, and I tried not to let bias come into this, but I just don't really like it. It's not a it's it's clean. It's a nice kit, but I just not going crazy over it. So because of that reason, I put it mid table. I put it eleventh. Okay. I touched earlier on I don't like collars on jerseys. And it has the button. Outside of that, I think if you got rid of that, I think this is a nice kit. So the collar and button kind of pull it down. I got them at ninth. So see, Christian, it's it, you put the last jersey eighth. I put it or kit. Sorry, I am American. <laughs> uh, you put it eighth. Uh, I put it fifth, and I put this one eleventh, and you put it ninth. So I mean, like, yeah, we're not like a green right down the middle. But if you're within three of each other, you basically agree on oh, it. Oh, chill. We just started. I'm sure we'll have some massive differences here coming up soon. Uh, okay, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so it, it's your turn to go first with okay. Ashton Villa. We get this cool picture. You got Mings there. You got Coutinho. Uh, I believe that's Leon Bailey, right? I believe so. Uh, no? Yeah, I don't. No, that's not Leon. I don't know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I think this is a nice kit. I, uh, it's very, um, Ashton Villa. I like the little kit or the designs down the abdomen. I have this one ranked seventh. Uh, it's a classic feel, but they didn't go plain. They could have easily just went with that. What, I mean, what color is that? Burgundy kind of like that plain burgundy on the front with no design. And it's nice when a kit can just throw in a minor detail. I like the blue dots on the side. You'll see it on the girl on the left. I don't know. I th They're pointless, but I kind of like it. I like the triangles. I like the blue little outline that they have towards the bottom on the, on the side as well. There's just small details. That blue on the collar really makes it stand out. Um, and I don't know. I love the Ashton Villa crest. And I don't know what it is, but that just, to me, even... It looks like it pops out so much. It goes well with the burgundy. Uh, so I have this in ninth. Ninth. So pretty close again. Uh, pretty close again. <laughs> uh, but I mean, the positivity is kind of going to go down here because let's talk about Brentford. I'm sorry. Am I seeing the same home kit from last year? The exact same? Umbro, did we change uh, it anything? Is very similar. Did we change anything? You are a Premier League side, and we're just going to reuse and recycle the same kits? I, I mean, it's a, it's a nice kit. Once again, it's a clean kit. It's Brentford. I get that. You don't want to change really tradition. But look at what Burnmouth did, and look at you guys. You did the exact same thing. And because of that, I have to find them. I put them down in 14th. So their lower half of the table, kind of. I know you're like, after all that, you only put them 14. But I have some other jerseys that I'm going to have kits <laughs> that I'm going to have the exact same rant about later on. So I have them 14th. It is a super nice kit. It is clean. I have nothing bad to say about it. If that was like the first time they've ever shown that kit, I'm, I think it'd be much higher up. But because it's the same thing that they always do, I have to put it a little bit lower. I am a sucker for pinstripes, and yes, it is very similar to their kit last year. 
but I do agree with a lot of what you're saying. They're, they could have done a little changes, which I don't know that the white on the collar was there last year. I'd have to see it side-by-side. Side. But I have this kit ranked 11th. We are still within three of each other. <laughs> the, the streak, that one was close. <laughs> the streak continues. I think it might break here. I really do, because I'm excited to talk about this one. Brighton and Hove Albion. Christian, start us off here. We have, I think, some players and some fans. I don't know. Maybe it's, I don't know. But it's a nice picture, kind of like a summertime feeling that they gave us here. Blue and yellow is one of my favorite color combos. I think it pops, it glows, and then you add the white in. I, it's, it's different. I feel like I haven't seen this design before. I have it ranked second on my list. Second? I love this kit. This is something I would wear. Second? Yes, yeah, second. That is freakishly unbelievable because I also have them second. Really? This is a gorgeous kit. I love it. And I don't even care about Brighton and Hovalby. And I'm sorry to the fans out there. It's just one of those teams on the Prem that's just like, they're there. Like, I mean, they're, they're kind of mid table every year and they're just kind of there. I love this kit. It's a classic feel on the kit. You still have the white pinstripes going down. The blue looks vibrant. The yellow is not overused. I think it's used perfectly. The yellow and the Nike swish is nice. I the feel, I feel the, American Ex- the American Express sponsor is perfect too. It just pops. Right there in the middle it's a, there. It's a different shade of blue, which I know some people would be like, that doesn't work, but it works like perfectly here. I would wear this I, like during the summertime. If I'm going and walking around town, I actually do want one of these. I don't know if I'll end up buying them, but I love this kit, Christian. Like that's how much I love it. Maybe I'm overhyping it, but I just, it's a classic feel. Nothing's overused. Nothing's out of place. It looks really good. And I think on the field, it's going to look even better. Oh, I agree. Um, all right, let's get to Chelsea here. Um, and I feel with these kits, I feel like that guy on the right hand side who's sitting back and looks like he doesn't even want to be in this picture. Reese James. <laughs> yeah. Reece- yeah. You can tell I'm not great with faces that that guy and Christian's like, oh, you're talking about one of the best right backs in the world. Yes, I am. Uh, um, but no, uh, Christian, I hate these kits. I hate them. There is. The, the collar design is a little bit cool. And I, I think when I first glanced, I didn't think about the collar. And maybe I was a little harsh on them here because I do like the collar. And I'm sure there's a little bit of design somewhere in that blue. But you're Chelsea. You're one of the biggest clubs in the world. You're one of the most marketable clubs in the world. And this is bland. So bland. Um, and I have them in 19th. Uh, just a heads up. I think we lost connection there. Oh, how much did you hear? I just heard this is bland. That's where that's where oh, I heard. Well, it's uh, it's it's terrible. There, did you hear how I went on the rant about how they're one of the most popular clubs in the world? No, I heard. I hate this kit. <laughs> this is bland. It is one so of the everything most in between was not heard. It, it is one of the most marketable clubs in the world and they do this. There's nothing. I mean, you sell your Chelsea. Americans love Chelsea. And this is it. Besides the collar which is a little cool. There's nothing special about it. And I'm sorry, I do knock off logos. I don't care that it's a logo. They're helping pay the bills. I don't care. That logo, that 3 is horrendous. Um this is 19 out of 19 jerseys that have been revealed, this, I'm sorry, this is my least favorite. I mean, even Chelsea fans will tell you the three is not a good sponsor. There was rumors of Travago, and I can't remember the other one. That was a rumored uh, sponsor, and they came out with the three again. It's got to go, and I do think that it would change this kit a bit. I currently have this kit ranked 13th just because wow. of the, the traditional Chelsea blue with a little bit of a twist on the collar. I think that it's definitely bottom half, but it's still traditional Chelsea. So that was like, uh, that was pretty much the first one we disagreed on. Yeah. All right, Christian, I'm happy you get to go first on this one. Cause you've, 
been literally screaming in my ear about these uh, Crystal Palace kits. So go ahead. This is a kit that I will own. I, I, <laughs> I feel like you either love this kit or you hate it. I love this kit. It is number one for me. Wow, number I, one. I just, I love this. Is definitely my favorite kit. That doesn't year. shock it's me. Amazing. This does not. This does not shock me. Christian's been yeah, talking I, about this kit ever since they came out. All three of them. I will own this kit by the end of the season for sure. I want to see how many of the Crystal Palace kits you own by the end of the season. <laughs> I love how honestly, honestly, this one out of the three is definitely my favorite, and that's the that's the one I would be getting. I think you have to have all three. I know we're not talking about the away and uh, third kits today, but like they all go together. <laughs> it's like a. <laughs> It's like it's like having the set. <clears throat> yeah, it's like exactly having the set. I love that Wilfred Zaha is in the the picture for the home kits. Just to remind everyone, yeah, he's still there. <laughs> uh, I have I mean, this. He's, a, kit. he's absolute club legend. There's gonna be people who don't like this kit. I think the the classic English football fans are not gonna like this kit. I haven't seen Thogden and Thogdad talk about this kit yet, but I imagine they're not gonna like it because it's gonna be too crazy. They're gonna be like. Why are all these these different shade of lines like all over the place? Us Americans, we're suckers for it. Um, and I do like this kit. I think the sponsor on the front looks really nice as well. Um, and the sponsors on the sides uh, kind of fit in. I do think they overuse that one, like, you know, that character caricature or whatever of that person with like the arm sticking out the triangle. I think they use well, that a little bit too much. That's the make of the jersey of the kit. Macro. Okay. Yeah. 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 The make of the kit then not. Yeah. I think it doesn't have to be on both sleeves and the front. It's used a little bit too much, but that's not good. I mean, now I'm just nitpicking. Uh, I have them third place. I'm on the bandwagon with Christian here. I, I do like these kits a lot. Probably won't buy them, but I I'm, I'm going to enjoy watching them playing these. Uh, next up Everton. I have nothing good to say about Everton. I kind of regret putting them above Chelsea, but, uh, I have them 18th and, uh, uh, man, all I can say about Everton is they lost three nil to an MLS side. So point four nil. four nil. Yeah. Thank you for correcting me Four nil. I told Christian when I saw these kits, these kits, they do have a subtle design, but I don't like how the design fades out and you have nothing at the top. Uh, this looks like a championship kit. You cannot tell me, you cannot look at this kit. Like, just look at this picture and think about that kit in the championship. That is, I a mean, they're just, they're just kit. preparing for the season ahead. I mean, that is a championship kit. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I've got them 18th. It's bland. It's not Everton, in my opinion. I, one thing I do like about the picture is they're showing their youth here with Gordon and Godfrey. Like that's that's kind of like the future of the club. I have this kit ranked 17th. I think that it's as well as you said, bland. Nothing pops. It's just there. <laughs> it's just it's just there. Uh, all right. So next up, it's your turn to talk about the uh, Leeds United uh, USA, as I like to call them now. They're bringing in all the Americans, and everyone's saying it's going. Well, they're going to do terrible. Uh, well, it's but funny. Because they are they are bringing a lot of Americans. They have the traditional Adidas kit, like the MLS. Mm -hmm. the The thing is, to me, this looks like something that they would wear uh, at their training facility as they're running around doing their their uh, their practices. I could see this being like a a casual wear, but I'm not a fan. I have it ranked 18th. Oh, oh, that's harsh, man. I love these kits. They're clean. Call me an MLS sucker. Um, I do think they're a little bland with the, they are kind of a white t-shirt and they just have that Adidas, you know, the three lines on, on the shoulder pads, which I wish, or which, <laughs> which I wish would, uh, they would stop doing that. But I think it's clean. Now I'm looking at the picture. And I'm going to stick with where I put it. The yellow looks really faded, doesn't it? It does. You're going to tell me you can't see this being a training top? I mean, I could. I could, is, but it's still a cool like, training some, top. This doesn't strike me as game day. I have it sixth. Wow. 
Uh, I, yeah, you're you're insane. No, I I, I like this. It's it's clean. I love the Leeds United badge. I like the collar and how it looks with the the shade of blue and then the shade of yellow, whatever shade that is. Uh, the the sponsor fits right in with it. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm a fan of these. I like these Leeds kit. I got them six. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, Arsenal 2.0, Leicester City, or, or yeah. Leicester City, but basically it's Arsenal, but they're blue. And because of that reason, I put them 10th. I put Arsenal 11th. I put Leicester 10th because, or Leicester, however you want to say it, um, because it's just, it's, I like the blue better than the red, which usually I don't say. Usually I like red more, but that's the only reasoning I have behind these jerseys. These kits. <laughs> I've got to get it down. I I like these. We're back to the Adidas. They have the stripes, the traditional Adidas stripes. They got. I like the dragon on the sleeves. Uh, the blue, the the uh, the badge kind of has like a gold look to it. I agree. They're very similar to the Arsenal, and I have Arsenal ninth, and I have Leicester tenth. Oh, so we just literally agreed on that. Where they're right next to each other, you just prefer the you prefer the uh, the blue as well. Uh, I have Arsenal ahead of them. Okay, but so you I prefer think, there. I think they're right there. I have, blue is my favorite color, so I do prefer blue, and I do like these Leicester kits. I actually prefer the the collar on the Leicester. They're very similar to the one I'm wearing now, actually. Uh, but I I just I don't know. I, just, I they were right there together, and I just threw them down right at the same spot. I would you, say it's honestly more of a draw, but okay. You get to start off with my boys. You'll never walk alone. Liverpool, my club. Um, what do you think, Christian? I feel the same way you feel about Chelsea. I think that Liverpool, they they always go with the standard red kit, and I feel they could have done more with this. This is kind of bland outside of maybe a little bit of texture into the jersey. Our kit, I did what you did. I have <laughs> this kit ranked 16th. I also have this kit ranked 16th. I mean, this is Liverpool. Come on, put a white collar on, put some white on the sleeves, and it might be a, a different talking point. Because, yes, they always go with the safe red, the Liverpool red. Um, but this is exactly like the Chelsea kit. There are five kits from 15th to... 19th 19th is chelsea i haven't said 15th yet there's five kids that are just bland and well, this the re- is the one reason i have chelsea above liverpool is chelsea did throw some design into the collar liverpool again this just looks like something i can go to walmart and buy because it says liverpool but liverpool has designed in the shirt where i feel like chelsea really didn't but my my argument is when you put a design in a shirt like this if I have to squint to see the design, then what's the point of it being there? Like you're not, you're not going to see that come game day. If you're sitting at Anfield, you're not going to see that design. So what's the point of having the design in the kit? Um, yeah. let's see. Next up, we have Manchester City. I thought that was uh, Zinchenko for a second. Is that no? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm like I thought it was, and it's kind you of got, awkward. You got Grillish, Foden, Zinchenko. Uh, so these kits are my favorite kit in the prep between home shows. Really, it's it's something I know I'm kind of being hypocritical, but these kits are clean. Oh, they're clean. They're kind of giving me a bad boy vibe. I don't know. Maybe it's the way they're standing. Very well, could be the way they're standing, but. I would wear this kit. I like it when you change stuff and you put the Puma logo in the middle right above Etihad and then you have the city logo right above the Puma so you're doing that kind of central thing like you're in Word and you're centering everything. I like that and I love the collar. The burgundy on the collar on the collar, excuse me. Um, And I mean, I know we're not talking away kits yet, but City went out and did some different colors this year. And I think that light blue with the kind of burgundy, light burgundy they did on the collar looks so, so good together. If I have any complaints, 
I, I think that's why I put this first. I don't have any complaints. I can't think of anything. I, if you put like a design on this logo, it doesn't look as clean. And I think I love this kit. It's simple. It's city, but it's also got a little flair and mixed in. I do not like the centered logo and the centered Puma. I think that I definitely prefer the, you know, the logo on, on the, on, in the, the logo in the make on the side, like on the, uh, you know, on the chest to not be centered. I have this kit ranked third though. I'm giving them a break wow. because I, I also think that this kit is very clean. I think you pretty much nailed it. It's, it's a nice kit. We, we literally switched. So our top three, mine is City, Brighton, and Crystal Palace, and yours is Crystal Palace, Brighton, and City. <laughs> yep. So, like, that is impressive. Just to remind you guys, we did not talk about any of these. Christian didn't even do his list until five minutes before we did the podcast. So, and I just thought of that. If you're watching the podcast, you're going to have to bring these kits up. So if you're watching the podcast and want to, actually see the kits go to our youtube page uh reality randy and check out the show reality i can't say my r's today reality randy <laughs> go check out the show there and uh you'll be able to see them uh all right the other side of manchester christian uh let's do it for bailey our friend bailey you know he's a big manchester united fan this he's one, definitely gonna buy all the kits this one i'm actually really interested in seeing how how we uh, agree you know i do not like collars i've been saying this the entire time and i think this color is ugly Ooh. i think this might be the worst kit i've seen in a while i have this kit ranked 19th <laughs> bailey think, is going to kill you bailey is I, going to kill you i think this kit is so <laughs> ugly i hate it actually if i'm being honest <laughs> bailey is going to kill you I he watches this. this. <laughs> oh man, I like it. I think it's clean. Uh, it does kind of give me schoolboy vibes. Like, all right, all right, Dad, I'm going to school. Um, it it kind of gives me schoolboy vibes. I don't like what they did with the crest with that like line around it. It, it literally looks like a school shirt. I should have made it a little bit lower for that, I, but I I'm just now disgusting. seeing it. <laughs> I put it something. This is something that the only time I'd wear is when I'm going to mow the lawn because I don't care if I get grass stains on it. <laughs> I put I put it eighth. I think it's I think it's all right. Uh, I I do think I've watched a few preseason uh, recaps where they are wearing these kits uh, or a variation of it, and I think they look clean. I think they look nice. It's it's uh, very they always classic have long looking. Sleeves. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the long sleeves. I will say that. Um, but I, think I don't. It's very classic I don't looking. mind long sleeves on kits, but when you combine the long sleeves with the collar, it just looks silly. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, I can't wait to hear what Bailey has to say uh, when he hears this. So I put a, I put an eight. Um, all right. Next up, we have the takeover Newcastle. It's a new era for Newcastle, and uh, these kits are a nice way to start off. They're just clean. I don't want to go in and say a. 20 minute monologue like i've been doing because not that i don't want to but this is newcastle you know these kind of fit the kits they've always done but i don't know if this makes any sense to you guys but this is a modern kit like it just it's the classic look with a modern feel i love the light blue that they have in the sponsor logo and the the maker of the kit um i love everything about this it just looks clean i would be proud to wear this shirt uh, i've got it seven Okay. I Like I said earlier, I'm a sucker for the pinstripes. The black and white's clean. It pops. The blue uh, the blue and the um, sponsor, the blue and the Hummel, the, the blue on the bottom of the, of the badge, it all pops. I have this kit ranked fourth. Oh, wow. Fourth, fourth place. So you love it that much. Do you do agree like with me like that you agree with me that it doesn't make any sense? That it's the classic kit, but it it looks modern now. Like it, I don't know how to describe it. It's I think it's the make... shoulders. Okay. the the uh, The pinstripes are 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 not your traditional run all the way down. They're kind of open on the shoulders. Yeah. It's it's more of a white 
white kit with black stripes. It's kind of like the old zebra thing. Are they black with white stripes or white <laughs> with black stripes? I think this is obviously white with black stripes. All right. Uh, Christian, I am happy that you get to speak on your club here. It worked out perfectly. Not in Enforce. Give me your thoughts. First time back in the Prem, 23 years, and they dropped this kit on us. When we get to the away, I'm going to like that much more. This kit, I like the design on the sleeves. It's the traditional Nottingham red. It's it's perfect for their first time back in the Prem. Myself, without the, I think we need to wait for the sponsor to give it a true rating. I currently have this kit ranked 15th. I have them ranked 17th. I don't have much more to add. It's bland. I'm sorry. I, I, I hate to do it, but you know, just be happy that I put it back there with my team. They're right behind Liverpool. I, and the only, I wish, only reason Liverpool is ahead is because they're my team. <laughs> I wish biased. they took the design they have on the sleeves and filled the entire kit with it because it's a nice design. Mm-hmm. So oh, I didn't, I I didn't even the, see the design on the sleeves. It's it's a night you can't see it from far out, but if on a close up, it it's clear as day a design. I think here is just there's a lot of glare on on the on the sleeves, but it, it's a nice design. Had it gone full kit, it it would be it would be a, a baller kit. But just being very bland and and the, I think the no sponsor right now is really doing it for us too. Do we know if they're going to get a sponsor? Oh, I would assume that. I don't know, actually. I feel like almost every Prem does, team does. So it would be interesting to see if they don't, especially with all the money they've spent. You'd think they need some money coming in. But we'll uh, see. Uh, they have already put their kids up, kits up for sale, and they've sold out on their uh, website. So. Oh, wow. Well, I, I've been trying to go ABC order, but we need to go ahead and throw this team out there. There's one team that has not released their home kit, and that is Fulham. So Fulham, I'm sorry, but you are 20th. Because how how do you I think, not have yeah, a kid? Fulham goes 20th for both of us. But I feel we 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 know what we're gonna get with Fulham. How how have you not released your kit yet? We are July 23rd. The season starts August 5th, not next week. And next week, and we have the championship season starting. I know Chris and I. Maybe we need the like on Monday. Maybe we need to talk about like championship kits. Yeah, that does get started before the Prem, doesn't it? Yeah, it starts next weekend. Oh, wow. So next weekend is the official start of the championship and League One and League Two. Um, And then the following weekend is the Prem. We are that close, and Fulham hasn't released a home kit, or at least not on the Premier League side. Like I said, I think we know what we're going to get with the Fulham kit. It's going to be white with some black on the sleeves a, a big, probably a, maybe maybe like southampton here which we're talking about next like a black line going all the way down that would be interesting but i think fulham's just going to go their traditional white kit um so let's talk about southampton here uh my my turn to speak on them first love it it's a great last kit to have when you're in the prim and it's it's beautiful it's different it's the same take we've seen southampton do the same thing Year after so, year after year after year, but this time they threw in some design. Uh, they had that the black stripes on the front really make it pop. And I, I'm starting to learn that I'm just a sucker for having the logo and stuff right in the middle of the shirt. Um, I, I guess I like that. I put this fourth. So, so now you're starting to agree with me that that Southampton's definitely going to be in the relegation battle. Uh, I don't want to throw out any spoilers for where we have I mean you already wins, did you but... said it's their last kit <laughs> uh, but uh, there are a lot of teams around that relegation uh, battle that are making moves and Southampton is not one of them and there may be a certain team that Chris and I and I have talked about quite a bit on this show thus far that I had being relegated that I don't think are going down anymore which push pushes Southampton who is barely surviving down into the relegation well, I'm going to be a little bit hypocritical here because earlier I had a team with the center logo kind of higher up than I'm going to put this one. And and I think that I like this kit, but the center logo kind of ruined it for me. I have this kit ranked 12. Okay. Outside of – had they put the, the traditional where the, the logo goes, I think this is a baller kit. I think having the, the logo on each side of the, of the solo stripe down the middle, I think this kit – is nails it on the money i do not like the centered logo especially with design like you said earlier with man city 
there wasn't much design, so I think it worked. Here, it's just so much going on that my I feel like I'm going cross-eyed, even though it's all right down the middle. You look at that old man in the eyes and tell him. I'm sure that's like a club legend, and we're just calling him an old man. But look at that old man and tell him that you don't like that kit. I mean, I will. <laughs> Actually, I'm, I'm telling anyone who listens to this podcast, I do not. I mean, like I said, it's a nice kit. It's middle of the table for me, though, because of the centered logo. Um, I I will say, um, if you're not going to play good, at least look good, right? <laughs> so you got to get at least one. And I'm very excited to talk about their away kits. I mean, extremely. Yeah, I excited. actually am as well. But um, all right, let's get to Tottenham, Christian. Uh, for Nick, our friend Nick, what do you think about Tottenham's kit kits this year? I think that this is traditional Tottenham. And remember earlier when I said I like a mixture of classic and throwing in a new twist. This is just a clean kit. I think that the white all the way down, no big designs outside of your sleeves, your collar, the stripes. I like this kit. I think it's better than their past because I'm not a big fan of the – the bowling alley carpet jersey our kits that they had uh i have this fifth fifth whoo i'm trying to remember the kit that we we switched around one you had pretty high up and i had like a or something like that one i i don't know what i'm saying now i i have this i have this kit 13th it's it's a it's a nice it's a little bit better than the bland kits that i have towards the bottom um, but it is classic Tottenham. It's just kind of a white T-shirt to me. There is something nice happening around the collar area. If you can't tell by now, a lot of these grades for me have to do with the collar. I think that makes or breaks a kit sometimes. Um, but for me, they're 13th. They're just kind of meh. Um, it's nothing spectacular. But let's get to West Ham United. Um, this is an interesting one. It is bland on the front, blue uh that light blue on the collar and the sleeves. And then you have these like kind of rough rustic looking stripes coming down the side or the, uh, the shoulder area, but they don't have like a specific design. They're just kind of these weird, different sized stripes. Um, I really didn't know what to do with this one. So I put it 12. I think it's all right. I like it. Don't love it. But it's also a little weird, but I don't hate it. So I put them 12. Um, I'm not exact. I'm, I'm almost certain that this has to have some sort of meaning to the kit because it's, it's, it's different. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and make up some meaning because I'm sure it has something to it. I'm just not aware at the moment. I like it. I like the, the colors. I'm a big fan of the burgundy and, and, uh, light blue, kind of like how the Ashton Villa colors are. I have this kit ranked sixth, right above Ashton Villa. All right, you said sixth. Yes. Wow. Like I said, I this has to have some kind of meaning to it. It literally says "made for the massive moments" in the picture. I'm a big fan of kits with meanings, much like my my Dortmund jersey I own that has the the graffiti uh, of Dortmund. I think that this kit has some kind of meaning to it, and I'm just not sure on what it is at the moment, but it definitely bolsters it for me. Uh, last but not least, round us out here. Wolverhampton Wanderers, who knows what to expect from them this year, but what can we expect from them wearing this kit on the on the pitch? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a yellow and black uh, dull combo. I, I like the bright yellow color. I have it. I don't think there's much to say about it. I have it ranked 14th. There's nothing to say about it. I have it 15th. It's clean. It's a Wolves jersey, but it's boring. It's, I mean, point blank, it is boring. Um, so I have them 15th. So there you have it. I said it earlier, but Christian's top three was uh, Crystal Palace, City, and Brighton. Who'd you have fourth? It was Palace, Brighton, City. Oh, sorry. My New- bad. Palace, Brighton, City, Newcastle. And then, fifth. Four, and then tot- Tottenham rounding out the top five. Uh, so my top five were City, Brighton, Crystal Palace, Southampton, and Burnmouth. We're not my Burnmouth. 
at the very beginning made my top five. There you uh, go. Yeah, so there we made it through every single kit and we made it through all the transfers that we have missed. Uh, Christian and I love talking uh, about uh, football and European football with you guys. We're excited to possibly start heading into the MLS, another league that we really watch. I know that's how we're going to be spending a lot of our night is watching the uh, MLS tonight. Uh, Christian, are you enjoying doing uh, these podcasts and stuff? Hopefully we can get on a set schedule as we get into the season here. Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, right now we're we're still in the off season, so we have a little bit of a leeway in in making these these podcasts slash videos. Um, as we get into the regular season, we need to to definitely step up our game and and f- figure out set times. But yeah, I'm having a good time uh, making these lists and and trying to to rank out things that in the end probably don't really matter, but it's fun to talk about. I was thinking about stuff we could do on future episodes. Maybe do like a tier list where we talk about like the starting strikers in the prem. Maybe like once we get in the season, we could do that for one episode or something like that. Um, and that would be fun. There's a lot of stuff that we can do. We just love like talking. We said, we'll, we'll have FPL updates and, and weekly match reports. So if we have the time, I think we would both love to do a fantasy only show, which is like 30 minutes long or we just talk about our teams or something if we have the time, but we have to first make sure we can get on a set time with this and then, then expand from there. We're, we're all busy. We're doing our day jobs. Um, I've got the survivor shows to do and stuff, which takes up a lot of the time. So uh, we might also have our friend Bailey join us on some of the podcasts as well, which, which, you know, that'll be fun as, as well to get him on here with us. Uh, Christian, anything else to say before we log off here? Hopefully we can do a show on, on Monday for you guys. Get back on schedule. Yeah, hopefully uh, Monday jump in with what, – what were we talking, away kits on Monday? Possibly away kits. I, looking at a lot of teams have theirs right now. It, it looks like most of the home kits we did today have away – Chelsea hasn't released theirs, but most of the teams have an away kit to talk about. As we get closer to the season, more will get dropped. Uh, yeah, we got, and then we'll we'll follow up the the following week. So two episodes from now with with our final predictions. Um, we should probably are we gonna do a a championship predictions? We could. I'm gonna Boy, suck it. I have done. I have no I have no idea. <laughs> I'm gonna well, just that, be playing some teams. That'll just be something to, to be laughed at about, but it'd be fun. It would be fun. We we want to cover some of the championship. Don't expect a whole championship show, but it'll just merge with the Premier League show. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Reality Randy or uh, check us out on YouTube if you're not watching on YouTube already. If you are, hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel for even more football content. We really do appreciate all of you guys. And hopefully over time, this grows like survivor has, and hopefully we can get some footballers in here to talk about the game and everything. That would be sick, but <laughs> I feel like it's a little tougher to do that. than, than it is survivor, to get survivor but... players. That's, that's very fair. It might, we, we might have to start with like MLS players and then go from there. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in.